Good evening, Don't Unfriend Me Nation, episode 221. My name is Matthew Spear. I'm the host of Don't Unfriend Me and this little show called Breaking Truth. Thank you for joining me tonight. What are we talking about? Democrats, Democrats, they talk about this party switch where we all switched, but is it possible that Democrats used to be the one full of conspiracy theory and thinking that big government was bad and not trusting the government and Republicans were always the rank and file and now... Republicans and conservatives seem to be questioning the government and Democrats want more government and trust them unequivocally. I wonder, maybe that's the party switch that Democrats always lie about. We'll find out in a few seconds. Thank you for stopping by the show. Once again, don't unfriend me. Breaking truth. I want to tell you a little bit about a coffee company called Minutemen Coffee, second largest veteran-owned coffee company in the United States. They are my coffee of choice. It is my poison every morning, and I love it. And it's poison is a good thing in this case. We'll be talking about some of that tonight. Don't think that we're talking about the same thing. You'll understand after you watch the show. But don't tread on me, Betsy Ross, the come and take it all. Fantastic. You can order on don'tunfriendly.com, buy three bags, and get the Trader Joe bag for free. It is one of my favorites. The fact that it's free, not Joe Biden free, which means your taxes are going to go up, but actually free. Last but not least, if you would do me one other solid, stop by the Percival Flag Company at PercivalFlag.com. They are a wooden American flag maker. They make the one right over my shoulder here. 10% off and free shipping. You can't pass up those deals. They are fantastic. Please do that. And thank you for letting me tell you a little bit about a couple great companies. Democrats, oh, Democrats, what are you thinking and why are you thinking it? Well, it's an interesting thing. Like I said, they used to be the ones that were so suspicious of the government from the hippies, from the peace, love, dope to moving into the 80s and the 90s. They became yuppies, bought BMWs, and then all of a sudden they love the government. They wrap their arms around them and they think big tech is our friends. So maybe there was a party switch. Now, I want to be clear before I go into this. This is not conspiracy theory. Everything I'm telling you here tonight is 100 percent incontrovertible and you can research this yourself to discover the truth. The thing is, you may not know a lot of these things. Now, also, people have taken history and things in the past, and they've turned them into convoluted messes by, you know, maligning them with conspiracy theory, and they sound sensationalized. But everything I'm telling you tonight is true, and it's concerning. Now, I worked for the United States government for quite a while in the military and worked for the government outside of the military. I have a lot of friends who are in the military, and I dabble in the circles of politics with a bunch of people who work there every single day, from FBI, CIA, to every other alphabet agency you can imagine. I love my government. I actually do. I respect the United States government wholeheartedly. But what I will never do is put the government in front of my country. I love the people more. I have a healthy dose of skepticism towards the United States government because I know what they can do because I work for them. But I don't believe that the government is all bad. I believe the United States has done amazing things for this world and has done a hell of a lot more good than harm. However, we have dabbled in the insane from time to time. And you may think some of this might be Mussolini, Hitler, or Nazis doing experiments. But honestly, this is the United States of America. And I will say this until I am blue in the face, what is past is prologue, and we need to remember that. How about letting African Americans in Tuskegee die of syphilis when treatment was available back in 1932? 
This was during the Great Depression, actually right after. It was, excuse me, the middle of the Great Depression and was in full effect, and syphilis had become a major problem. The program went far past its initial six months date of expiration. It lasted, get this, 40 years. Even when penicillin became the accepted treatment for syphilis by the late 1940s, which was never offered to the farmers, it's estimated that nearly 130 of the farmers died, either from the disease or related complications. Nearly 40 women were infected by it from their husbands, and 19 of the farmers' children were born with congenital syphilis. How about drug experiments to try to control the behavior? That all started in 1953 and lasting until 1973, which was a project called MKUltra. And it was a CIA program that illegally experimented on American and Canadian citizens for about two decades. The government recruited 80 institutions and 185 private researchers to use biological, chemical, and radiological agents on unsuspecting citizens to develop ways to control their behavior. Experimenting with electroconvulsive therapy was also a part of the sub-project number 68. Really hard to believe there were 67 other things outside of that within Project Ultra, or MK Ultra. New York doctor Donald Ewan Cameron was paid more than $60,000 by the government in the 1950s to perform mind control experiments in Canada. It's a lot of money. Cameron's goal was to find a way to depattern the human mind by using electroshock on patients twice a day for 15 days after they were put in a 10-day drug-induced coma. In order to repattern the patients, he would play tapes on a loop. The tapes had both positive and negative messages and were played up to 500,000 times. Rumor has it that Hillary Clinton voiced and did the narration for the videos. That's a, that's a joke. They would have all been brainwashed after a couple playing. In the end, some of his patients forgot how to talk, forgot who their parents were, or developed amnesia. The electroconvulsive therapy was performed at 30 to 40 times the typical power and left patients who originally came in for anxiety treatment or other relatively minor things with more permanent damage. Can you imagine after your first session? I don't think that did much for my anxiety, but my ass is now attached to my elbow. Allowing known criminals to buy guns between 2009 and 2011. This may sound a little more familiar. Mr. Eric Holder, the Attorney General, and Barack Obama the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, and Explosives, altogether allowed the illegal purchase of guns to known criminals in Arizona with the hopes that the weapons would lead them to Mexican drug cartels as they made their way across the border. When the government lost track of some 1,700 guns, no big deal, and weapons showed up in Texas instead of Mexico, and I could see how that could be an obvious mistake that, well, East Texas, the project dubbed well, West Texas, excuse me. <laughs> sorry for my Eastern Houston people. Sorry, San Antonio, Dallas, all my people. Sorry. West Texas, El Paso. Sorry. <laughs> the project dubbed Operation Fast and Furious was in desperate trouble, as, I, as am I with my Eastern Texas friends. But after one of the AK-47s that was purchased resurfaced at the scene of the, murder, uh, of the murder, U.S. Border Patrol agent Brian Terry in Arizona, God rest his soul, during December 2010, the program was officially terminated. I wonder why. While it was unconfirmed, Mexican officials say that over 150 Mexican citizens have been killed or wounded by guns trafficked by Fast and Furious. Two similar programs not to be outdone 
President George W. Bush Operation Wide Receiver and 2007 Probe are also included with a Republican president just to keep things fair and balanced. How about injecting people with plutonium? You heard that right. Starting in the early 1940s, the government exposed unsuspecting citizens to radioactive elements in order to study their effects as a part of the Manhattan Project. They injected 18 people with plutonium, gave more than 800 pregnant women vitamins that contained radioactive iron, and gave 73 Massachusetts disabled children radioactive oatmeal. Let me say that again. Radioactive oatmeal to children. Exposing poor, financially, cancer patients to large doses of radiation also took place in order to find out how much radiation radiation a soldier could withstand before they became disorientated during a nuclear explosion. Sanger exposed 90 cancer patients at the university to large doses of radiation. Mainly patients had radiation exposed to their entire bodies from 1960 to 71. During the test, Sanger would record their mental and physical responses. Can't imagine they were good. It was later discovered that the radiation had reduced the white blood cell count in some of the patients to practically nothing. 21 patients died within a month of their exposure under Sanger's watch. Many were poor and 60% were black. You wonder why African Americans don't necessarily trust the government. How about completing chemical experiments with mustard gas on sailors? Nearly 2,500 U.S. sailors were exposed to mustard gas as a way to develop protective clothing and masks in case Japan or Germany used the weapon during World War II, and not necessarily if your own government does. As tests on animals weren't providing sufficient data, humans were the next option for the government. Most of the experiments were carried out at Naval Research Laboratory in Anacosta in Washington because the Army didn't want to volunteer its own men. How wonderful of them. Much of it was kept secret because the government threatened to punish the sailors under the Espionage Act. And you wonder why we want to beat the shit out of Army every single year in a football game. Recruiting Nazis to live in America after World War II. Right after World War II, the U.S. government brought over nearly 1,500 Germans. Not Germans. Nazis, many who had experimented on Jews and supported the Holocaust. On American soil, they came, giving them new identities and letting them live freely among citizens in secret. Those brought over during Operation Paperclip, as it was called, were scientists, doctors, chemists, technicians, and engineers for the purpose of having them work for America rather than the Soviet Union. Well, you could have actually charged them for war crimes and hung them, but I guess having them work is a second best. How about adding poison to alcohol? Yes, alcohol, killing over 10,000 Americans during, you guessed it, prohibition. The United States government was so pissed off that so many people were selling alcohol when they weren't supposed to, bootlegging predominantly out of the northern border states. So how do you stop people from drinking even after outlawing it? You scare them into it by poisoning them. Under the direction of the Coolidge administration, the government poisoned and Uh, industrial alcohol, an ingredient which was often stolen by bootleggers for their products, and let them unknowingly distribute the tainted drink. The Christmas after the program went into effect in 1926, 100 people died. Now, fast forward to recent times. There was just a massive data dump from the John F. Kennedy files. Thousands of files were released. I've had a chance to go through about 60% of them. And I have always stuck by my guns that JFK and the Lee Harvey Oswald and the CIA connection made sense to me, that Lee Harvey Oswald most assuredly was a CIA asset or agent. And a lot of things lead to that, but now these documents ultimately say it in black and white. 
and literally in black and white. Minus the redactions and other things that we're going to find out, there are still thousands of files available, but everything that you have heard up until this point, really, this was the epitome of when change took place. When the American citizen lost faith in the United States government, Vietnam and the Kennedy assassination, it happened in other times as well. How about the hundreds of cases of the FBI knowing about unstable, emotionally challenged people with zero accountability for their failures? Hundreds of shootings where the FBI was warned ahead of time by family, friends, or a suspecting neighbor only to be investigated with a quick interview and kicked to the curb later to do devastating damage towards Americans. How about weapons of mass destruction? It was an intelligence failure, but it doesn't matter. It was still wrong. How about Iraq, burn pits, Afghanistan, JP-5 jet fuel all the way up to seven stage, burning this fuel, having veterans breathe this stuff in, causing brain aneurysms, convulsions, lung issues, and the government not standing by and waving a contract in their face where they waived all their rights. How about the border? How about veterans living on the street, not being taken care of and not getting help in the VA? How about fentanyl? The amount of deaths coming from fentanyl are absolutely devastating. And second to COVID. But if we continue at this rate, it will certainly surpass that. We have to do something about it. How about lockdowns, closing our businesses? And most importantly, but what you may not consider very important and listening to the Democrats on my page, they think Twitter's a joke. They love that we got censored. They love that we got shadow banned and we got kicked off the platform and say, well, it's just Twitter. You can always go to Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat and other places. But unfortunately, they also were doing the same thing. And we found out that the FBI and the United States government was using a content publisher as a provider and censoring through a third party, which is government censorship, when you like it or whether you like it or not. And the bylaws and terms and conditions that you sign are negated at that point as the government is using it as a weapon against the people. This is probably one of the most disconcerting things in regards on this list, not because of the travesty or not that there's not death attached to it, but the fact that the government is now throttling the citizen's ability to discover the truth. Most of you have never heard of these things. Most of you probably are saying, I, don't, I think all this is conspiracy theory. This is incontrovertible truth. There's nothing here that's a conspiracy theory or made up. It is all evidentiary and has 100%. Anything you need to find out about it, just Google all of it. If you're looking to have a further conversation, please tag me down below and ask me and say, hey, Matt, I'm not sure about this one. I can't find it and I'll find it for you. But you expect us to be not just a little hesitant when it comes to things today. You expect Republicans and even Democrats who aren't showing that, but they should also be concerned with gun grabs and limiting speech and locking us down and censoring voices even more. You have to ask yourself the question, when we constantly scream from the rooftops, conspiracy theories aren't real, none of this is real, it's all fake, it's fake news. Well, guess what? Conspiracy theories are actually running out because a lot of them have come true. And I, for one, have to eat a little bit of crow on some of these things. Now, I'm not going to sit here and dive into some of the most extensive 9-11 inside job. The election was stolen. But I am talking about the, the thread of a, a conversation that begins. And what we do is instead of actually pulling on that thread and trying to discover and learn, we cut it with a pair of scissors and simply say, oh, there's nothing to see here. The United States government 
is an amazing and powerful thing. It is also extremely dangerous. The government is not your friend. It's not your buddy. And most assuredly, it isn't your enemy either. It simply should be non-existent in your life. You should be able to go and go to work and eat your food and do whatever you want every single day without government interference. And when it does, the government needs to be held accountable and the people responsible need to be held accountable. We have a horrible history, whether it's Japanese internment camps, slavery, Jim Crow laws, whether the way we treated Native Americans after we took their country and we tried to literally destroy them or have them matriculate into our society. We should be skeptical. We should be hesitant. And you should constantly question. But in today's society, it seems that all we do is question each other. We don't care what the government does as long as it's in the vein of our side. And as long as it's that way, we don't care how far they overreach or how long they step on our throats, because as long as it's happening to the other side of the flock, it'll never, ever happen to us. Or I guess that's the way it goes. What's past is prologue, folks. Wake up and smell what they're shoveling. Folks, if you do me a favor, please share, like, and subscribe. Also, please call the Veteran Crisis Hotline if you recognize a veteran who is struggling with traumatic brain injury, PTS, anxiety, depression, 1-800-273-8255, press 1. 988 is also a number you can press, just like 911, and you'll be immediately connected. It's a non-emergency number. It is free of charge. It'll never be reported to their duty station. And last but not least... Please remember, if you are not a veteran, they will never turn you away as well. Folks, my name is Matthew Spear. I will be back tonight at 8.30 live. Can't wait to see you. If you liked what you heard tonight, go ahead and leave a comment. If you didn't, also leave a comment. I will see you tomorrow with another recorded show, and I will see you live at 8.30 tonight. God bless and be good to each other.